Customer lifetime value, though, ultimately um, affects how much you spend on, on marketing um, as you acquire customers. And then, of course, how you divert uh, resources in marketing, both for acquisition and then for retention. So that stability um, is part of that great customer experience, the speed, the convenience for, for delivering those products. So it, subscriptions is a great way to get those customers in and make sure that they're going to get their product on time. At the end of the day, consumers buy products they want or buy products they need. So I think a more global way to look at it is what is your offer? Uh, your offer just doesn't include the price. It includes the product, you know, the whole experience around it. So on this episode, you're going to learn how to maximize customer lifetime value this quarter for through messaging and email. It's an expert panel at our recently concluded Commerce Excel conference in September. It's a great episode you do not want to miss and do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. And as I always say, this podcast is about growth, 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 growth. That's all we do. That's what we focus on on, on this podcast. Now, on this podcast or this, this particular episode you're about to listen to, um, it is an email marketing forecast podcast. Where, and the 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 title of this expert panel is How to Maximize Customer Lifetime Value This Quarter for Through Messaging and Email. It was hosted by none other than Kurt Elster, who's the host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. And um, he killed it. He thoroughly killed this one. He he really, really got into topic. Um, and um, I don't blame him. The cast of speakers, you know, the panelists were just a star, you know, if I have to say this myself. So we had Tracy Wallace, a very good friend of mine, director of content strategy at Clavio. She brought insights, you know, research from Clavio to, to this um, expert panel. We had Rennes Crumis. You've heard about him before. He's come on this podcast, co-founder of Agency JR. That guy is a rising star in, in the e-commerce marketing, in the email marketing space. You have to watch him. He's come on this podcast. He just shared so much value, you know, so much, so, so, so different perspectives really here. Lindy Crea, who's a VP of marketing at Recharge, also gave um, perspectives from a subscription, pers um, you know, um, POV perspective. And then Ben Semmer, who's the CEO of Rock City Lab, again, another e-commerce, um, you know, agency and giving us agency insights from the the, the hundreds of um, accounts they manage. So, you know, um, it's, if email marketing is your thing, definitely, definitely tune to this one. Um, I, 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 I highly recommend it. So enjoy this episode and I shall see you tomorrow. Cheers. 
The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on in, in our Commerce Excel Conference, the most awaited direct-to-consumer event of the year. It's an absolute pleasure to have you around and see people tuning in from all around the world. So whether you're new to Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or looking for new strategies to make this Q4 your strongest yet, this panel will show you how to maximize customer lifetime value this Q4 through messaging and email. You'd hear from best-in-class experts who have generated millions of dollars of revenue for e-commerce brands and head up key departments in some of the biggest names in the industry. I'm Kune Campbell, the co-host or the co-founder of Octillion Capital and host of the 2X e-commerce podcast. And I am the host of Stage One, which is proudly sponsored by Rich Panel, our platinum sponsors. This event has also been proudly sponsored by our friends at Customer Labs, and also um, and Partner Hero, who are gold partners, SEM Roche, VideoWise, and Ferrer are co copper partners. A little housekeeping before you get started. This meeting is being recorded. Please ensure your device is on mute during the panel discussions. Please use the ask question feature, probably in the right or the left of your screen to ask questions to this topic. And we look forward to, to, to lots of insightful content and great engagement in this session. So here's a session overview. How to tackle email marketing in an inflationary you know, um, environment? How does customer psychology change? How should that guide your strategy? How often should you be messaging your customers? Should you be using SMS? Get answers to all of these questions and more from our expert panel. We find ourselves in a challenging retail and economic environment this year. The stakes have never been higher and consumer psychology and behavior is adjusting rapidly to new market realities. Over the next 45 minutes, this group of messaging and customer lifetime value maximization experts will give you the step-by-step -step actions on what you need to do as a brand to adjust your marketing to, the, to changing consumer psychology and give you best practices that top brands are using already in response to the changing market conditions. I now hand it over to our more than competent moderator for the session, Kurt Elster, who's the founder of EtherCycle and the host of the unofficial Shopify podcast. Over to you, Kurt. Oh my gosh, Kunali, thank you. There's I've I've done conferences with you before, and I'm always, as far as virtual web conferences go, these are like top-notch, the absolute best. But all right, uh, building on what you were discussing, we've got a panel. I am happy to moderate it today. And there's a theme that I want to cover, and that's audiences and lists. We have spent all year building them, but now what? How do we effectively message them to get those sales in November? Right, You put all this effort into building the list. So what do we do with it? How do we make the most of it? How do we get that, that return on investment on our, our community building efforts and those list building efforts? And so joined uh, by quite a few delightful panelists. Let's go in order. Uh, Rainus, Ray Tell me how you say your name, please. Look, my my name is more intimidating than it actually is. Rainus, exactly how you Rainus, said it. Rainus, okay. Um, and Rainus, you are yeah. you're a co-founder of Agency JR. You're a, an email yes. agency owner, and you work with a lot of uh, seven and eight figure brands, right? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, right now, we've uh, we've. At the start of this month, we started our preparations for for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Super exciting times, a lot of great strategies we're we're going to be execu executing. So happy to share those here. 
Excellent. And you've done that uh, for three years, right? Yeah, uh, been in the email marketing game for for three years now, focusing on on e commerce specifically. Um, uh, we're doing a lot in in the in in the US, Europe. Um, so a lot of insights from from all over the world. Wonderful. Uh, and we also are joined by uh, Tracy Wallace, who is director of content strategy at Clavio. Hello. Hi, everybody. I am stoked to be here. Um, I have been in the e-commerce tech world for a very long time. I was over at BigCommerce prior to this. So reporting often on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, both before uh, in terms of what data shows and then, of course, following up afterwards. Uh, I did also own my own direct-to-consumer brand for about five years there. Had to shut it down recently um, because having two full-time jobs is too many jobs to have. Uh, but I am stoked to be here and chat with you all today. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have you because we, we've spoken on these topics before and you are just a, a wealth of information, experience, and data points. I have so many data points. Clavio. I'm so uh, ready. (laughs) KPIs. Very helpful. And then our our third and uh, final panelist, Lindy Kriya, your uh, partnerships at Recharge. That's right. Lindy Kriya. Nice to be here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, Head of partnerships at Recharge. Um, Tracy, it's nice to see you. We've worked together in this space for a while, and it's been a while, so it's great to see you again. Um, yeah, Recharge is the leading subscription management service. Um, we help merchants with recurring revenue and really driving that LTV. Excellent. Uh, and how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been working with Recharge for over two years now, and prior to that, I was leading partnerships over at Klarna. Oh, okay. Also, another another good tool in the toolbox, toolbox those installment payments and having that experience. Okay, so I'm excited to pick your brains. I've got quite a few questions prepared here. But before we go deep, I want to start at the top with something high level. I want to know, let's just define something here. We heard customer lifetime value. This panel is about let's maximize customer lifetime value. That's a KPI we like. It can be hard to measure depending on your tool set. But all right, uh, I need I need an overview of CLTV. I need someone to define it for me. Uh, I know all right, when I want to pull CLTV, I get it in my Clavio dashboard. Linda, no, Tracy. Sorry, Tracy. Tracy, can you define customer lifetime value? Oh, I will try because my answer was also going to be just go to your Clavio dashboard and it will be in there. <laughs> Um, I was I even looked up an article real quick. I was like, how do we exactly define this? Um, customer lifetime value, though, is um, how much... Um, so, so once you ultimately acquire a customer, how much value can that customer generate for your business and organization over time? So whether that's through you know, more sales, folks try loyalty programs. The, the point of customer lifetime value is that you are probably spending a good amount of money up front to try, try to acquire customers it then behooves you as an organization to make sure that you are getting as much value back from those customers over time so that you can, A, either spend more upfront to to get those customers in and have a good understanding of how well you are able to get repeat purchases and and engage those customers that you bring in, or lower the spend upfront so that you can, you know, grow your margins, make, make, make more revenue, a variety of different things. Customer lifetime value, though, ultimately um, affects how much you spend on, on marketing um, as you acquire customers. And then, of course, how you divert uh, resources and marketing, both for acquisition and then for retention. Yeah, it feels like with uh, marketing in general, and especially e-com marketing, is our marketing efforts and dollars are disproportionately focused on the top of the funnel. It is so expensive and time-consuming and stressful to acquire new customers. And so when we look at customer lifetime value, that's like, hey, can we really make the most of all that effort put up front at the top of the funnel by focusing on providing these an experience so compelling that customers come back and make multiple purchases? And then we combine that with my favorite KPI, average order value, get that to go up. And suddenly we have uh, significantly more profitable e-com stores without changing our other inputs, without adding, you know, having to acquire even more new customers. So, I, okay, I like that. Good, good explanation there. Now, this is in the context of, of Q4. So really, we're talking about Black Friday and, and selling for the holidays. 
but CLTV is something we would focus on all year. So what's different about optimizing for customer lifetime value during Q4 than the rest of the year? And for that, Reynas. Yeah, I'd say customer lifetime value, it's something you have to look at, not just from email marketing and SMS perspective. It's something that goes deep into your customer experience. Uh, I'd say throughout the year, it's not just you looking at emails and just you looking at marketing, but it's looking at how how your customer support works, how uh, how your brand's packaging is is, is developed and, and all of that stuff. Uh, for Q4, I would say right now, um, a lot of it is giving customers ideas. We've seen the best types of campaigns that... Uh, that Best types of campaigns we, uh, best performance of campaigns is from those where we give customer uh, customers ideas. A great example for this is uh, we were having a conversation with a brand that sells skiing equipment, so skiing jackets and pants, and they added uh, shorts to their shop to kind of like even out the seasonality. Um, a lot of like their whole idea was to sell out the entire stock of the shorts and not really sell it during Q4. But it's all look during Q4 we can increase AOV by. If someone is going to be buying your skiing equipment, they're highly likely to go to a skiing resort. What do skiing resorts ha- have? They have spas. They have swing- swimming pools. So then all of a sudden, we can give the customer the idea of, hey, you need these shorts for the swimming pool. So ultimately, it comes down to giving customers ideas and showing and showing how your products improve the customer's lives. Uh, right now, that's more important than ever, especially this Q4, because customers uh, in Europe... Uh, uh, energy prices, uh, gas prices, they're skyrocketing, right? So people are very, they're going to get more and more stingy with their money. Uh, we really need to show how important our products are in their day-to-day lives. So um, I think it's just becoming even more creative. And then even uh, there there have been some shops we have conversations with that only have one product, one SKU. Um, and they say, hey, if someone buys from me once, they're not going to buy from me again. Again, it's all about you know the ideas. Uh, if someone's going to buy one product from you, it's still there's still opportunities for for them to buy another product to give as a gift for their grandparents, for for their parents, for their friends. So a lot of it is yes, in in my eyes, giving the best ideas to the customers. So then you're not even selling to them; they already realize, oh yes, I need this now. Yeah, I, well, I, I oh, sorry. that's such a great takeaway. The the uh, now. No, no, I, I, I'm derailed. I lost my train of thought. Tracy, it's your turn. You go. <laughs> well, I just, I just wanted to add to that a little bit um, about like why customer lifetime value is super important in Q4. And for me, the way I've always thought about it is one, of course, you know, Q4 is an opportunity for you know a lot of e-commerce brands to you know, grow revenue. I mean, a, a variety of different things. But um, you want to make sure as much as possible that those folks that you are getting in for Black Friday, Cyber Monday can also help catapult your success for the next year, right? And it's customer lifetime value that, or it's not that alone, but getting those folks to buy again, um, really building great experiences for them from the very beginning, making sure that you're delivering gifts on time. That's an important one to make sure folks like you, um, following up with, with really great email streams, making sure you're introducing your brands. Like this isn't just an event, as I'm sure everyone knows, to you know, sell a bunch of products or to sell a bunch of products at discount. It's to sell a bunch of products for sure, but also to try to really get those new customers in, give them that great experience so that for 2023, you're already set up for success with an even larger customer base that that you're growing that customer lifetime value for. So there's kind yeah. of... Between the two of you, there's a recurring theme here. The thread is, okay, yeah, you're going to sell more stuff, but that is not like the immediate forward-facing look here. It is more about the fact that in Q4, customers are wallet out ready to buy. And if you can provide the compelling reasons and excuse for them to make that purchase, aha, then they'll make the purchase decision on their own. It's not a, It's not for you to just be like, here's some stuff, buy it, buy it. It's more about kind of tr- understanding them and, and having some the consumer empathy there. Now, yeah. So, so maybe quickly add to what Tracy said. Sorry, I don't want to make you lose your train of thought. Uh, but right now, advertising, as everyone knows, and during Q4, we see that it's even more expensive to acquire a customer than it is throughout the year. So uh, you might be losing even more mo- money on the front end, and you're able to reclaim those profits solely from your back end. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially like trying to, you're not going to be doing new customer acquisition with Facebook ads during Black Friday. Or if you do, you're really going to pay a premium for it. Now, the holy <laughs> no, grail. I just want to add exactly to what these two are saying. It's a lot about customer experience. And this is a great opportunity to give customers a great experience. And to Reynas's point, the customers have been through a tough year where things have been late. Um, they don't know if the product's going to be available. Can I get um, this gift out to my friend? So that stability um, is part of that great customer experience, the speed, the convenience for, for delivering those products. So uh, subscriptions is a great way to get those customers in and make sure that they're going to get their product on time. You know exactly what you need to forecast for your inventory to have available for those subscribers. So if I'm entertaining, I know I'm going to get my wine. <laughs> Or um, if I want to stay healthy through the holiday season, I know that my supplements are going to be delivered on time. So part of that customer experience is really just providing customers with the confidence and stability that they're going to get their products. Now, what I love about subscriptions is it adds predictable recurring revenue to a business. So you don't... To try and buffer out that feast-famine cycle. But what I've also found is consumers are aware that a one-time $10 purchase... I get, for, that's an impulse purchase, but a recurring $10 purchase, ah, suddenly I'm much more resistant to that. Do we know uh, as a benchmark? Well, surely you do. Do we know as a benchmark what uh, conversion rate on subscriptions versus just traditional one-time purchases? I mean, a lot of it depends on how well the consumer experience has been set up on-site and off-site. So um, I'm sure Tracy and Rainus know this, but how well you're speaking to the consumer. Um, Recharge integrates with Klaviyo. So um, using that integration to speak to those one-time purchasers, to bring them back and, and share with them the benefits of opting into a subscription, as well as demystifying what the subscription experience is, is like um, and removing that fear that they're going to be locked in, that there is a, an ability through email, through SMS, through their customer portal, that they can manage that subscription. If you have too much, you can skip, you can swap. Um, customers will stay with subscriptions. Subscri subscriptions has um, a retention rate of 42% after a year, which is huge. Compared to e-commerce in general, one-time purchasers have a retention rate of 1% after a month. Um, so that that's a huge impact, but it really it really means in order to acquire those subscribers, you need to remove that that risk in the the purchasing experience and then through the communications. Yes, I would also want to add to that. Uh, we've seen a lot of times the best way to convert subscribers might be sometimes it's, it depends on the test, but you can sell subscriptions right away, but then you need to have a compelling offer, compelling sales page where you explain all the benefits. So the conversion rate a lot of times would be changed by the sales page itself. And then... Um, for, for the people who are on subscription, the best way to keep them on, on subscription is to have them use the product. Uh, so that's where email marketing comes in as well. When we work with subscription brands, the first thing we do is once someone buys a product, whether it's a one-time purchase, which could turn into a subscription or it is already a subscription, we send them emails reminding them to use a product. We send them best practices on how they can use a product because we want to get them in the habit of using our product. Uh, if it would be something, let's say, like vitamins, uh, we can try to habit hack and we can, again, give them the idea of like, hey, don't forget to, do, to take your vitamins uh, by, by just like putting them right, putting a, a, a packaging right next to your coffee machine. So every time you drink coffee, you take the vitamins as an example there. Yeah, I, it, just like coffee and vitamins. I'm glad you brought it up. Just be with subscriptions, consumable goods. If you have a consumable good, 100% you should be offering subscriptions. That's just like, they really lend, those products absolutely lend themselves to the convenience of subscriptions. But with it, can can I gift subscriptions to people? Should I be encouraging subscriptions as gifts? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think to Tracy's point, this time of the year with gifting is a great way to expand your audience and introduce new folks to your brands through gifting. And then once, once they've um, experienced your brand, then it's a great way to target them um, and get them to opt into subscriptions after they, to Rainus's point, had that experience with your brand. And, you know, depending on what that product is, um, what was it? Habit hacking. I love that. Um, habit hacking to understand when, when should I be targeting this 
person again to rebuy if it's coffee, if it's a 30-day supply of supplements, really being thoughtful about when we're reaching out to them again um, to, to have them come and try the product again or try a new another product from the brand. How do... I agree with you. That is like absolutely the thing I find makes or breaks it. It's like getting that frequency right and then being in the right place at the right time for when that reorder is going to happen. Um, and that's where like predictive date of next order like Clavio could do is incredibly helpful. Uh, but if I'm gifting it, I don't necessarily get a choice here with Q4. Is there any kind of special consideration there before we move on? Now I'm getting technical. <laughs> Special consideration for how you deal with a, a gifter? Well, all right. So the idea is, can I gift subscriptions? Yes. But it's only as good as showing up at the right time. You know what? I guess I'm, over th- uh, I'm overthinking it. I'm totally over. <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, I mean, you you probably could. I mean, I, I love to gift subscriptions. It's one of my favorite things. And I like try to do it for only like three months or something at a time. But it's like nice for... Christmas and then like things come later, which is nice. Um, I often end up giving them my login so that they can manage it all on oh, their man. own, which probably isn't the like right way to do it. Um, but but ju- just in case they they want to like reschedule stuff or I don't know if they move like whatever else it is. I certainly don't want to be the person responsible for going and updating the subscription gifts that I have given and making sure they show up on time. Um, but yeah, I, I personally love giving subscriptions as gifts. And a, a great gift this time of year are the curated boxes. Um, you know, I think I gave my husband the, the GQ box. Um, and, you know, that's a quarterly box where he gets, you know, all the, the man products. And so it really introduces them to fashion. And um, it's a great way for brands to get their their brand out there to new people and and then drive them back to to adopt that brand long term. Right, so talking about the scary I word, inflation. Oh my god, inflation! Inflation is is top of mind, and supposedly, inflation causes people, consumers. I hate the word consumers; it makes us sound like locusts. It causes people to be more concerned with and receptive to discounting and discounts. And you even see this with like, if you compare prices at Walmart and Target, they're they're the same. It's the same prices for groceries. But people during a recession will shop more at Walmart and vice versa during boom time, shop more at Target. Uh, the So we're told consumers are more discount receptive this year. I'm, I'm going to assume this is true uh, unless someone has data on this. What... What are those discount strategies that we should be looking at? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say I can start off with something. I wouldn't look at it as something just as discounts. I think it's a very one-dimensional way to look at things. At the end of the day, consumers buy products they want or buy products they need. So I think a more global way to look at it is what is your offer? Uh, your offer just doesn't include the price; it includes the product. You know, the whole experience around it. Um, so I'd say. Right now, it just people are looking for the best bang of the bang for their buck. So it could be including, it can be improving the offer. Uh, what we're doing, for example, with some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, brands we're working with is we're creating different specific bundles, and again, uh, like making it easy for consumers to buy. If let's say it's a product, we we have one brand we work with who sell kitchen knives. We're going to be creating a specific gifting bundle, which again has a whole idea to gift to give the products away. Um, I do agree. People are going to be more receptive to discounts this year. I don't have the data to back it up. It's just logical. Um, but but uh, I would say discounts is one thing, but what's more important for brand owners is to focus on offers. And again, make it easy to, to, to have an irresistible offer, whether it's by improving your refund guarantees or, or handling customers' objections. Uh, those are all also like, uh, I'd say, those are ways that might not where you don't need to give, let's say, twenty dollars off right right off the bat, but you improve the customer's uh, experience, which in the in return can increase conversion. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly five hundred billion by twenty twenty five. 
As a fast-growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with Recharge. Get started today with subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to jump on that. Bundles and like free gifts with purchase can be super... Yeah, it can be super helpful right now. Again, because folks... Yes, folks are looking for discounts, but like they're they're looking for deals, right? Like they're trying to get like more out of a purchase. So like, how can you bundle and or set up a checkout flow um, or an offer? As Rena's mentioned, that 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 gives that perceived sense of value. I will say I don't have data on discounts, but I do have some data to add here that I think will be helpful just around inflation in general. So. Clavio on the 11th of October, which is not too far from now, we'll be releasing a report, but all of you get the data now or a little bit of it. But we surveyed about 3,500 folks in the US and Canada uh, around inflation. No surprise, 99% of people are uh, experiencing it or feeling it in their wallets. And 90% of consumers um, say that it will impact how they shop for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That said, when it comes to gifting, I'm like looking at the data right now. Uh, 83% of consumers uh, spent at least $250 on gifts last year, 30% up to $1,000. And 54% of consumers this year are saying that they're going to spend the same amount of money. 11% say that they're going to increase. So that's that's 35% of consumers who are going to spend less this year because of inflation. But that's still a good chunk of people who aren't really changing the way that they're shopping just yet, at least as it comes to Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So again, they might be looking more for, yes, maybe discounts, but also more, more of that perceived value, but not necessarily changing a ton of their, a ton of their shopping habits. Interesting. So it's largely unchanged. Do we expect to be able to use last year as a benchmark for this year? Maybe. I mean, I, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, yeah, my my crystal ball right now says, says yes. Right. I mean, inflation is high. What people said in the survey that they are primarily spending um, a lot of their money right now on utilities, transportation, like gas and groceries. Um, And then they're spending less on things, primarily 
uh, hobbies and uh, out of home and in home entertainment. So that's including, you know, decreasing streaming services, not going to concerts, that kind of things, or that those kind of things. Um, folks are also looking to, you know, decrease spend on like apparel and accessories, jewelry and watches, home decor. But that differs across all of the different demographics, and you know, whether that's generation, if you have kids, if you don't. In general you know, folks are, it sounds like, are looking to spend roughly the same. And then even more than that, of the of those 11% who are planning to spend more money this year, most of those people are saying they're going to spend $500 to $1,000 more this year than they did last. So there still are big spenders out there that that you can target and look for. Yeah, What's something the person who did a survey like a, months before the event is like, you know what? My Christmas budget just went up a thousand dollars. What? <laughs> I know. Right. Here's y'all. Here's the crazy thing. I was losing my mind when I was analyzing this data. Like you know, messaging uh, all the people at Clavio. I was like. I don't know who Gen Z thinks they are, but they are either rich or dumb. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out because they are going to spend the most like out of, out of any of the generations. And I'm like, buy now, pay later. Yeah. Buy maybe. now, pay later. It's that, 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 that's, that's literally what it is. And I think that's going to be something we're going to focus a lot in the emails as well. Talking about like, you don't have to pay everything up front. And, and a lot, a lot of Gen Z customers, I, I did look at some, uh, some credit reports. Yeah, they're the ones who spend a lot on buy now, pay later. So uh, they, they, they don't That's realize a great point. Money <laughs> that is. They're not dumb. They're using new tools and technology. I get yeah. it. That's, that's me. <laughs> I, appre- I appreciate the, the Klarna reference for sure. You know, that, that is a big focus to not, not discount your brand, right? It's a great way, buy now, pay later, um, to not discount your brand, but give consumers the ability to break things up. Um, I think also subscriptions, you can offer a discount for having those customers commit to your brand. And they're basically saying, I'm going to have a higher LTV so you can spend more on me. You can give me a discount for committing to your brand. So those are great ways. I also think that the Gen Zers, they're not dumb. They don't have children. They have disposable. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> I just, I, I just assumed that they all got like rich off of um, like the Bitcoin and all, like all of that stuff. You know, I was like, I think they all just made a lot of money and they're gonna spend it. Like, I don't know. They're I think rich. it's the TikTok hacks. They're like, all right, here's the trick: buy now, pay later. Don't pay later. Just do the first part. Done. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, those darn TikTok hacks. So there was. We, for uh, the promos we like, we heard about uh, free gift with purchase, which is one of my favorites because you're not discounting the core product or brand. You're adding, hey, this this free thing. And ideally, the free gift with purchase is an, a limited edition exclusive. Like one of we one of our clients during Black Friday does a different lapel pin for every day of the week. That is exclude. The only way to get it is like you got to make a purchase on that day, and so they're not. They're really adding, they're adding urgency by doing that. And they're not necessary. They're adding a, a a bonus, but they're not discounting anything else. So I love free gift with purchase as a promo strategy. Uh, bundles, oh my gosh, we were talking about CLTV. Bundles, such a great way to give people control, especially when it's like a build your own gift set, build your own bundle box. Um, we've been playing with that this year. And uh, it increases average order value. Well, that increases CLTV. Right, and it gives people control and makes it feel like, yeah, I I put this together as a gift for you. Um, so, but it, the implication there is that straight discounting across the store, uh, there's a negative negative connotation there. Discounting has been called a sugar high. So, do we have prom- promotions offers that work that aren't discount based that we can use? Like I like. I like FGWP. What else do we got? Discounts and promotion. So things that aren't discount based. I mean, some of the other things I've heard Clavio customers doing that work really well um, are like advent calendar things. So kind of creating this like on online experience where you build like that expectation that each day there's going to be like this new special item that typically does have a discount included for that item, but it's like That's one item building. for that day. It's habit building, right? That that can be great for customer lifetime value over time as well. Um, oh, and then the other one that I've seen folks do really well is um, speaking of like creating that anticipation and those habits 
well, maybe not habits, but the anticipation is creating landing pages, um, showcasing a product that you're going to like sell soon. Um, so right. Yeah. And like getting that anticipation up and then, you know, building that email list or an SMS stream and then doing a drop, um, for those products that can also work really well too. I think hype is the misunderstood piece to a lot of promotions for e-commerce merchants. Like what you're describing is like, hey, you got to hype this up. When you do that, it makes all the difference in the world. Rainus, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no worries. I I wanted to say like one of the biggest life hacks for brands to maybe not even discount, but it is to release new products. Uh, because what it allows you to do, it allows you to, number one, like people have new new gift ideas. And we've seen, I had a conversation with another agency owner. Uh, they've had great success scaling brands from like 500K a year to 25 million a year. And every single Q4, they drop new products and they drop multiple products to, to keep up the sales. Like even after Black Friday, you have this kind of like gap between Black Friday and Christmas, dropping new products. That again, it, it, it puts attention to your brand. Uh, launching your products before Black Friday, now, last year we had a we had a company skincare company uh, Manila. We did 136k euros with one email send just because a week before Black Friday we launched a new product. And great strategy, always recommended. I would say another one um, similar to that is scarcity. So mm, giving scarcity. access to limited supply of a product. And a great way to manage that is if you have members or subscribers or a loyal segment giving them gated access to that. So that that makes them you know, special. It brings them into the fold and gives them access to that, that scarce resource. Just yesterday, a huge client was at who used, does subscriptions and the, the whole bit. They were saying, hey, how can we do a gated promotion for just our VAP customers? And we'll call it you know, like early bird Black Friday. When you run a campaign like that, you get to run your Black Friday campaign twice. First at the start of November for those VIPs as like this customer appreciation thing. And then again, the, you know, the, the real deal later in the month. So I, like there's a, it's a little more technical in implementing it, uh, but such a worthwhile strategy if you've got that, that big audience and list. It's a, you know, excellent suggestion. Um, now, fresh in recent memory is the, the wounds of two years ago when I had clients going, hey, we have truckloads of boxes waiting to go out. And we FedEx told us we'll take eight boxes total. And I had multiple clients with these stories, like just tra- trailers of stuff sitting. It was shipping in. That's fresh in our memories. And customers want to know, when am I going to get my stuff? Like that's the number one customer support request you get. It's like, hey, where's my order, right? Where did my stuff go? So we know they're going to ask, Holiday gifting, you know, those shipments. Now suddenly this is a mission critical box that has to get moved. How do we communicate these mission critical shipments? Do we give thoughts there? That's for anybody. Yeah, sure. Or yeah, or, or, or I mean, Rainus, you, you do this regularly. I can certainly answer from like the collective of people yes. I've, I've talked to. But go, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, tactically, I'd say it's being upfront and honest and adding some sort of a comedic aspect to it. Uh, if you have someone, a copywriter, somebody on the team, something that just comes off the flies, I don't know, Santa's Santa's sleigh crashed and now, now shipments are late. late. Uh, just just being comedic about it. So so you kind of like uh, disarm the, pe- the people and then being upfront and you can you can talk about the talk about those issues because yeah, they have happened and and if you try to hide them and if you try to like delay it for as late as possible, that's not a good thing. I've sometimes had myself gifts that you know people want to give me, but they come late. And if they know and they get someone, hey, look, like, you know, I wanted to get you get that to you for Christmas, but it's only gonna arrive January first. I'm like, okay, cool, thank you. Uh, an alternative also is to possibly ask the customers, "Hey, we're unable to ship your product. Um, we can send you or email a gift card." So then, with an email, they they get the digital gift card. They can immediately utilize. That might be a bit more uh, difficult from a logistical shipment perspective, but if it's a huge, huge problem where most customers can't get their order, they could choose between getting it late. Swapping their current order value uh, against a gift card they can give to their give their friends, and then again, we create an email that's pretty looking. They can either print out or forward someone that can looks like a digital gift. You yeah. know, the other side of that that shipping getting 
uh, issue is supply chain issue where like I can't even get this stuff in and that could potentially happen again. You brought up gift cards, uh, a clever strategy just to, if you're trying to maximize revenue through in Q4 and you have a sold out product, swap that add to cart button with a, hey, buy a gift card instead. Like give them that alternative to make the purchase or at least like back order the item with an estimated ship date. Uh, Tracy, you had additional thoughts on messaging. I did. I I did. Well, so you had mentioned um, kind of as, as, as you set this question up that, you know, a lot of folks have this in their recent memory, right? Both, both retailers from the drama of it uh, and also consumers. So it wasn't fun. No, 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 it wasn't. Um, So even if your products are like going out great, whatever, you're still going to need to let people know when products are arriving. So make sure you do have those flows set up, whether, you know, in the back of the tools like Clavio with SMS, um, making sure folks know when things have shipped, when they're going to arrive. And then also make sure that folks know when the shipping deadline is. So I just looked it up. It's December 15th this year for retail ground for USPS. It looks like all the shipping providers have published those dates now in order for things to get there by Christmas. Um, be sure to let people know that. And then after that point in time, you know, folks can still do like you know, priority mail, all of that jazz, but that's probably the time to shift some of your marketing strategies and push more toward gift cards and, and items that um, folks don't have to have shipped for, shipped to them so they can get it there in time for the holidays because there's always last minute shoppers. And yeah, mentioned- and I would just add that with subscriptions, Recharge offers the ability to skip and swap. So for your subscribers, if you do come out if you do, you know, don't have the inventory, giving those subscribers the opportunity to swap their product, they can do that through their integration with Clavio through Quick Actions. <laughs> and I had two points I was going to tie it back to. Right, last okay, last minute shoppers by any chance? What was it? <laughs> last minute shoppers by any chance? No, well, oh, yeah, yeah. So, all right. You had mentioned the like, hey, communicate the shipping deadlines. I communicating the shipping deadlines gives you a very natural and real reason that creates authentic urgency. And so if you communicate that, just say, hey, heads up, want to let you know, if you want to get free shipping and get this in time for Christmas, this is, you know, you got 48 hours to go. You've put like a countdown timer in the email. I find that is a, a nice touch. Um, that it, It's just like for every one of the shipping deadlines, I would do that. And we were talking about like, hey, you know, ways to do promotions without devaluing the brand. Well, offering, uh, hey, you could get free upgraded shipping as people are hitting those deadlines. I think, and like you attach it to a minimum spend threshold. You know, obviously you don't want to like, hey, every order gets free overnight shipping. Like we don't want that, but hey, spend 150 bucks, get free overnight. Ah, okay. That's a compelling offer, especially as we've got those, those people we forgot to buy gifts for and we're getting real close to uh to christmas time all right one topic this is interesting we've been talking uh for for 30 40 minutes now i have not heard anyone we've not discussed sms yet and so sms really it seems like it's not going away i know people were skeptical about skeptical about it years ago but it's it's here to stay what's the state of sms marketing today Sure. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm like, wait, sure. Should I, should I jump in? Okay, cool. So Clavio also did another study. This one will be coming out uh, in November. I'm just giving all of y'all all the data I'm not supposed to talk about before, but I think it's okay. We won't um, tell anybody. So last year we surveyed uh, 2000 folks um, uh, last year, uh, again, this year, last year, out of all the folks that we surveyed, only 31% said that they had bought anything in 2021 from SMS this year. 73% of people said that they had purchased via SMS and and 53% of those people said that they had done it more than once. Um, so people are using it uh, and, and, and a good bit and at a, at a rising clip. Some of the things that in, in that survey folks told us that they like most about SMS is those like shipping and delivering delivery updates, um, anything around like VIP, anything that's, that's really urgent, right? 
So SMS in general, um, at least right now, from a consumer preference point of view, folks really are liking the messages that come with a little bit more urgency. Uh, of course, their phone's right there. They're looking at it pretty often versus uh, they are looking at email as a channel where um, they can kind of get to it whenever. Um, and and they like those like longer messages, maybe even more educational messages over, over in that channel instead. Um, I've got some stats for you, Tracy, since you love them. Uh, Recharge has a state of subscriptions commerce report uh, from this year where we surveyed 12,000 merchants. And what we found in that is that the merchants that are using SMS, they're increasing LTV by 30%. And that's because they're empowering customers to manage their subscription offering through SMS and meeting customers where they are but also keeping you know, canceled subscribers coming back. So 30% increase on LTV, big impact on revenue and ability to spend more on CAC. Yeah, I have some, I have some quick tactic for people that, that want to use SMS. I'll tell you this, SMS and email marketing, you use both. There, there's no question about it. Yeah, you have to use both, especially for Q4, because there are going to be people who check emails and there are going to be people who check SMS. And you have to align the strategy on, on both these platforms. Uh, so you hit everyone you can. Um, the tactic I, I like the most is um, we we talked about we talked a little bit about uh, having people sign up to to an early birds list for Black Friday. Have your email subscribers sign up to the SMS early birds list. Now you have their phone numbers and their emails, uh, and and then you can even do uh, paid advertisements. Have maybe new email subscribers. You can split this against against SMS. So it's a great way to to grow the the lists uh, for both email and SMS. That's a really good tip. Hey, all right, lightning round question here, Rainus. How many emails am I sending during uh, November, December? What What's the right Ooh. amount of emails to send? Give me a range. Um, okay, I will. So we're going to send 45 emails in November on average per brand. Extremely aggressive. And that's because throughout Black Friday, Black, Black Week, we send two email, emails a day. So we send one email in the morning and then one email to people who didn't open. Um, that's, people are going to get so many offers everywhere. So we are going to be extremely, not as aggressive throughout the rest of the year. So, so the, during November, we just make sure we, we, we get most of these customers uh, that we can. Now, there's preparation we do before that. So in October, we're, do, we're doing list warm-up. We're doing health checks to make sure there's no del- deliverability issues. So you really have to get that intact before you can send as many emails as we, as we do. Um, but I'd say <laughs> what, whatever you're doing, if you're doing like 12 emails a month, if you can get up to 30, great. Uh, and that's partly because also at the start of the month, we, uh, as I previously mentioned, we are pushing people to sign up to the early birds list. We are having people commit to the Black Friday sale because like, it's a micro commitment. But then they remember about us, they get extra notifications, and we can send them text messages. So they, so they uh, uh, allocate budget to our brand instead of a competitor. Um, and yeah, during December, we're going to send around 17 campaigns. So uh, throughout the first half of the month, we're basically going to be sending an email either every day or every two days with Christmas gift ideas. And again, we're giving people ideas on oh, how you can give this product, who you can give this product to, and maybe like a quick introduction because something uh, I like to fall back back in what I did in school in my arts class. Whenever I would draw something, I would be a terrible drawer, but I'd always get like A's and A's pluses because I had a story behind it. And if we can lay out a story uh, about the product for the customers, maybe how the product was founded. Um, then it adds, then it again, increases the customer experience, both, both for the gift giver and the gift receiver. You know, what I heard was one, send more emails than you think you should. And you said like, we're doing yes. 45, then we're doing you know, 20. You're doing over 60 emails as part of this, the whole November, December campaign. And that yes. sounds like a lot, but everybody else is doing it too. So it's just a, like, that's what you got to do to stay top of mind, to cut through the noise. And it, it depends, I think a little bit on vertical, but for sure, fashion brands are like, they're the ones sending the most by far. And like 40 to 60 for a fashion brand during this time really is not unusual, even if it sounds like a lot. Um, the There was a, another point you made that I liked a lot, and now it's lost on me. Well, is there, on our, uh, all of these are like direct campaigns, one-off campaigns we're sending. And like there's some segmentation yes. in there, and like maybe we send 100%. to people who didn't open... But 100%. Do 
do you change like on the just like those flows, your automations that it, like browse abandonment, cart abandonment that have been running all year long? Do you adjust those at all? Uh, yes, we do. So, for example, uh, instead of the pop up just giving a regular offer we 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 give out at, throughout the year, we typically direct it to, to the Q4 sign up. So, if someone's going on a site, we direct them to the Q4 sign up. So, we grow that list even f- farther. Uh, with some of the flows, uh, like browse abandonment, site abandonment, depending on on the brand, we might turn it off. Uh, because if someone is shopping and that we're sending them 45 email campaigns and 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 uh, campaigns during December, then they might be looking at different products. So they're just genuinely abandoning stuff. So we would turn some uh, some flows off and primarily focus on campaigns because campaigns are going to be more relevant than flows right now. And that was, that was actually a really good question. I yeah. Do you ever go through? One thing we do is like right before. Uh, Black Friday. We just go grab at the minimum. We take that browse abandonment flow and that cart abandonment flow, and you just like crank those down. If that was a week long flow, you're getting that whole thing in like 36 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like again, depends on the brand. If it's a brand with a lot of SKUs, we would turn browse abandonment off because they might just be looking at different products. Some something we encourage before Black Friday is we make people hey go in the cart and add add the products you want to get in your cart. So as we roll out the offers. Or for example, if it would be a discount, you already have what you want to buy. You already have a wish list, wish list uh, pre-saved. Absolutely. Okay. I think also the the other point he made was the storytelling, and oh, probably yeah, golden telling that story that's relevant to this point in time and what's happening in people's lives at the holidays um, and making it really relevant. And again, it's about it's going back to to empathy. Like stories are how we relate to each other and how we interpret our lives, right? If you think about the success of someone like Disney, it's because they own our stories, right? Like all their acquisitions, they're just buying up our stories. Well, why can't you do that? Like, why can't you be your own Walt Disney if you're a brand and just tell simple stories? Because it works. You know you love stories and writing's not that scary. If you went to school, you're doing it for, what, 10 years? You know how to do this, I promise. Plus, the holidays are a perfect time to tell stories. People are already wrapped up in nostalgia and thinking about family. Like, there is so much storytelling that happens naturally around the holidays. So, folks are like really in like the moment for that. Yeah. To to give a quick tactical tip, whenever you tell stories, a lot of mistake, a big mistake brands do. They make their brand the hero of the story. Like, if you imagine uh, a great example, for example, is Rolex. Uh, if you imagine someone that would wear a Rolex, the Rolex doesn't, don't, doesn't make their stories as something like, hey, we're the hero of the brand. Instead, they they position themselves as a tool, people who, you know, uh, people who uh, uh, scuba dive, people who, for example, whatever, rock climb, whatever it might be, a tool they use. And that, that's how you can Please position just take your, your Rolex well. rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but no, you're right. All right, uh, we got to wrap it up. I've gone over on time, but I do. I want to hear like one quick tip, one key takeaway. For sure, we've heard tell stories, right? Send more emails. Uh, let's go. What uh, Tracy? One, one. What's one thing you wish everybody would do for for the holidays this year? Um... Oh, goodness. I mean, definitely send more emails. There's a lot of competition in the inbox, right, during the holidays. Um, and folks are not going to see every email that you send naturally. So so definitely send more. I love Rainus's idea of send it again to people who didn't open. Um, it, that's a great one. Um, be careful with your discounts. You certainly do want to offer uh, discounts where it makes sense. But one thing that we are seeing uh, a lot of the brands on Clavio talk to us about is how um, they've made mistakes in the past where they will do like a week before Black Friday, like the biggest sale of the year, 50% off. That's probably not that high. And then for Black Friday, it will be an even higher percent and their customers get really upset because folks had bought before. And then what, so just again, like, like tell stories, work on your strategy. Um, but, but remember that uh, your customers are paying attention. Customer lifetime value is something you want to build. A lot of that is about loyalty. Loyalty, a lot of and building loyalty is about trust. So, so make sure you are telling trustworthy stories to folks throughout. I, I was going to say the same thing. Build trust. Use this time to build trust, which builds affinity affinity with your customers. And um, 
Rainus, what you said about the subscription landing page, really demystifying what's happening with the subscription um, and using Klaviyo to really allow customers to manage their order to see what, you know, when the shipment's happening or when there's stockouts. Um, that that all builds trust. Knowledge, knowledge leads to trust and trust leads to affinity. Yeah, I, I would wrap up with my install install recharge so you can have subscriptions if someone takes them free money for you if you don't have them again free money for you and then whoever's doing the service for tracy i don't know we need to kidnap them and get them to get more data the data is awesome i love that it's coming out i promise it's coming out uh in a couple weeks the first one and then the second one right after that (laughs) i'll send it your way all right we gotta uh, end it there uh rainus tracy lindy this has been a lively and fantastic panel. The best I have moderated. And I'm not kidding. This really, I, I got to rewatch this recording. It's so great. Uh, thank you all. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let's get, let's get a round of applause. You guys were so great. Yeah. Fantastic. Good work, folks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. Nice to you. Thank you. Thank, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.